Welcome to Hop To It. Hey, Trey. Hi, Nay. Are you ready? Ready for what? To pack our house, take our dog, and hop in the car. We got a car. Don't worry about it. It's time to go. Let's go explore and find a new city to call home. Because we are Nay and Trey. The alchemist and the shaman. And it's time for us to hop hop to to it. it. This week, we get to start with one of my favorite adult hobbies. Let me guess, playing Dungeons and Dragons? Nice guess, but not quite. Try again. Hmm, okay. I know, trading NFTs while wearing weird digital mouse ears? Oh, God. Nope, but that could be a close second. We finally get to go crazy in wine country. Yahoo! That's right. It's our wine tasting episode. In this episode, we take a tour through wine country and give you tips about tasting wine. We also talk about how fun it is to work and live in Pismo Beach. If it's the right time of day and you enjoy wine too, we invite you to pour a glass of wine as you listen. Now, we love wine country. When I think of wine country, I think of the movie Sideways. It's like a lover story of -hmm. discovery through wine. And I love the characters, Miles and his friend Jack. It was like Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church were the actors. Yeah, we actually rewatched that movie recently. Um, If I remember, it's like a 2004 comedy kind of movie with a hint of romance. I thought it aged pretty well, a little bit like you. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Well, I love that we're so close to the area that they shot the movie in. Like we're just north. We're in Edna Valley. And they talked a lot about Santa Inez Valley, which is just outside of Santa Barbara. But it's close enough for me. I mean, it's all the central coast. So I agree we're close enough. One of the huge benefits of living in Pismo Beach is That not only are we living the beach life again this month, but we're also getting to live the wine country life. And we've made it our special mission to visit at least one local winery per week. Twist my arm. (laughs) Yeah, that won't be hard. Well, I'd like to start with this one named Wolf Vineyards. Checking it out on Google Maps, it looks like perfectly situated in the wine valley. So we can kind of branch out from there if we want. Yeah, let's set the scene here at Wolf Vineyards. We're sitting up on this beautiful hill overlooking rolling hills and vineyards after vineyards after vineyards. But right now it's winter, so they're all bare. There's nothing growing, but the little twisted brown vines are still so beautiful. Yes. And one thing that happens is as the seasons change, those vines can transform. So we're here in winter, but... Balls nice and orange. Yeah. You know what I like best about wine country in the winter? What's that? There's no crowds. Yeah. (laughs) I love having the whole winery to myself, getting all the attention and not having to fight people. (laughs) That's true. See, that's tactical. But the most festive time is definitely during harvest. That's when people go off chain. They get nuts. (laughs) But also like being here in somewhere so beautiful tasting the wine is even that much better, right? Because we're right here at the source and like vineyards are always located somewhere pretty. Like this is beautiful. I love looking around at the beauty of the vineyard. Yeah. 
right now there's just flocks of starlings flying right up out of the vineyard and these like beautiful little organism shapes. It's so beautiful. It looks like the footage of the fish. Oh, yeah. When they're all swarming, but it's birds in the vineyard. Yeah. I don't know if they would call it a swarm of birds or a swarm (laughs) of fish, but you know, you get the picture, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you have that beauty around you. You have the smell of the wine. We're listening to the sounds. And it's like I'm absorbing everything in that one moment before I taste the wine. You know what? There's one thing that could make this even more fun. Can you guess what it is? What would make this more fun? We have everything around us and it's my birthday. A motorcycle sidecar tour. That's what will make this more fun. (laughs) What? And here's our ride now. So the first time we visited Wolf, they mentioned these sidecar tours. And I thought it would be the perfect way to celebrate you aging like a fine wine. (laughs) Well, I've never ridden a sidecar before. This is going to rock. Such a wonderful idea to have a driver while we drink. I imagine it will get more exciting the more I drink. Now, I got to remember, keep my hands in the moving vehicle. Keep my hands inside the moving vehicle. (laughs) Yes, we've been warned. Do not touch the hot parts. Do not touch the moving parts. Yeah. And you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So here's how this works. We start at the vineyard. We do a wine tasting, get through the whole flight. And then this big guy rolls up on a loud bike. It's this black old timey bike with a tandem sidecar that has been modified to fit two people and a dog. Although we don't have Oscar with us for this one. (laughs) Yeah. We learned that later. (laughs) Uh, Trey, you can have the front seat for the first ride since it's your birthday. Thank you. Now, one issue with wine country tours is how to get around after the first tasting. Like the sidecar tour solved all this in the coolest way. Our chauffeur drove us out through the vineyard. Yeah, it was a wild ride too. He took us at speed around dirt corners and tried to scare the living beep out of us. So now we're on the coolest wine tour ever. Amen. Now, before we taste anything, it's time for everyone listening to get their wine class. Now, students, get your pens. (laughs) We are going to cover what you must know to taste wine. And I want to keep it simple. There's only three things to remember. Take time with each one and you won't go wrong. Number one, look. Number two, smell. And number three, taste the wine. Let's start with looking. When you look at a glass of wine, you're really observing the color. If it's a white wine, Maybe take note, is it a golden honey yellow or is it almost as clear as water? And if it's a red wine, I like to hold my glass up to the sunlight and see whether you can see the light filtering through making like a bright ruby red or is the wine so dark that there's just no light coming through? Yeah, now I prefer red wine, but white or red wine is just a preference. Like choose what you like. Whichever you choose, take time to smell the bouquet. Okay. I just wanted to say bouquet for some reason. (laughs) The bouquet. The bouquet. I love the movie French Kiss for how actor Kevin Klein teaches Meg Ryan about tasting wine. He uses this box of soil and some dried flowers. Such a beautiful scene that comes to mind when I 
put my nose in that wine glass. Mm. Yes. When you're smelling wine, don't be shy. Put your nose in the glass. It's so important. I remember I was in Bordeaux with uh, my daughter and uh, son-in-law and we went on this wine tour and the vintner, he was like a multi-generational vintner and he had the perfect nose for this. You could see him. He put his nose deep in the glass and you could actually see his nose working as he really drew the scent up. So oh, just ever since that moment, mm. I've been very not shy about sticking my little nose in that glass. Yeah, not just above it, like in it. Also, just a quick note, so I can completely remember the cover of that VHS. I have this weird photographic memory of VHS covers from that era. So nice. yeah, I can picture it all. They're sitting on a bench, yep. Meg Ryan and what's Kevin Klein. And the lettering was like a pink color. It's yeah. so funny. And the Eiffel Tower right behind <laughs> oh, you. Know, you can picture it too. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Oh, so good. I remember your trip to France too for that. And I was just like quizzing you about all the <laughs> tastings. I'm like, okay, so what did they say? What yeah. was it like? <laughs> <laughs> it was epic. So fun. But this one's epic too. So when you get the nose from a wine, you should spend some time observing what the scent reminds you of. There are no wrong answers. And I think having a bit of imagination makes this a lot of fun. But does it smell like soil or grass or minerals or berries or tangerines or Band-Aids? <laughs> right. The Band-Aid one is always off-putting. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to smell like Band-Aids. No. That's actually a bad sign. <laughs> true, true. Like if I find myself putting my nose in for multiple sniffs of that wine, then I know it's a good one, right? Like the nose isn't really how the wine's going to taste, but it kind of gives a good idea of what's to come. This is also how I tell if a wine is bad. Like instead of sniffing the wine cork like I used to do. Wrong. If a wine is bad or corked, as they say, it'll smell bad before you actually taste it. So yeah, don't sniff corks. Like if you're at a fancy restaurant and your sommelier hands you the cork, mm -hmm. please do not put that cork to your nose. It's a trick question. It's a trick, right? <laughs> this is how they're separating the winos from the why nots. Ah! <laughs> Amen. So the proper behavior when a cork is handed to you is just to look at it. Just look at the what cork. What are you looking for? You're looking for these long streaks going from one end of the cork to the other. That's a bad sign. Yeah. And you know, there's going to probably be some streaking on your cork. Yep. It's rare to get one without any streaking, especially if it's an aged wine. Exactly. But if it goes all the way through and if you see mold or anything like really off-putting, then you might want to complain. Yes. But whatever you do, just please keep your nose away from the cork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the sommelier will know. So when you point it out, they should just agree and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So once you've experienced the nose... It's time to finally take that first taste. And yep. the important thing here is to take a little bit into your mouth and hold it on your tongue. Hold the wine on your tongue and let it sit before swallowing. Um, as you're doing this, think about how it feels and where on your tongue the flavor pops the most. An acidic wine will make you pucker. A wine heavy on tannins will leave a stripe of bitter on the sides of your tongue. A dry wine will suck all the moisture off of your tongue, leaving it like a sandy desert. So yeah. fun to observe these things. Yeah. And observe them with your senses. Yes. 
Now, wine can range so much in how it tastes. Just keep experimenting until you find varietals, which you like. Now, varietals are just a type of grape. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Zinfandel, that's a varietal. Now, wine can be super sweet. It can be super dry. The choices are truly endless. Plus, each bottle is a living thing. The wine's flavor will actually change depending on how the bottle is stored or the cycles of the yeast can change the flavors. Yeah. And some wines can age for longer than others. When I think about an aging wine, it actually brings to mind the time that we brewed mead. Now, mead and wine are not the same. Mm -hmm. um, mead is a honey base and yes. yeast. You more know, like a beer More process. like a beer, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing was we brewed it with friends and yeah. then we bottled it. Thank and, you, Todd. Yeah, that was so fun. Yes. And we kept these bottles in our closet down in the basement. And yeah. every once in a while, every few months, we'd go in and open a bottle. Every single one. This was from the same batch. Yep. Depending on the life cycle of the aging process, they tasted vastly different from each other. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved it so much because it was like, oh, this is beautiful. So go down like a month later, a couple weeks later, pull out another bottle. It's like, whoa, this is like skunky. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, we've never actually aged wine successfully we've tried no we tried but yeah. <laughs> we like wine too much to age yeah. <laughs> wait so. there's a bottle of wine there open it <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes put little sticky notes on it like yes okay save this one for three years starting in 2015 and i think that did work we made a couple of those because i kept saying oh can't touch it put it back <laughs> put it yeah. back uh that was the best so let's share an example with this bottle of wine that we're tasting now. It's from Tolosa Vineyards, which is our second stop on this wild sidecar tour. What are we drinking, Trey? This bottle is a 1772 Chardonnay, 2019. The name is from the founding of Mission San Luis Obispo de Tolosa. And the Spanish monks made the wine here. So like... Every good winery, when you go for a wine tasting, should give a story with the wine. So that's the beauty of wine country. Yeah, get that story with your pour um, because that's what makes it so fun. It's the story. It's the setting. It's all of the, your senses just coming together to make a, for a fun experience. And we were really lucky to have had an awesome storyteller at Tolosa Vineyards. Mm-hmm. Our sommelier knew his history. He was a really funny character. He was this older gentleman, retirement age, and he wore purple and red from head to toe. So he was wearing a red beret, a purple mm. sweater vest, and red corduroys. And he had a pin on his shirt or a button. It was purple haze, Jimi Hendrix. It was just so cute, and he had such a great attitude. Yes. I felt like he was a mu musician. Yeah, like yeah. an old school musician. Uh, retired. Yeah, and now he like makes a little extra cash pouring wines for people. I would love that job too. Yeah. <laughs> now, spoiler, Tolosa is my top rated winery for Edna Valley. Chardonnay is one of the most common white wine grape varietals, and they really did it well. Sometimes Chardonnay will be buttery. Now, they don't add butter, but the process makes the grapes have this deep, almost butter quality. Mm-hmm. Now, this wine does that, and it adds toasty flavor with high acid. Yum. I love this wine. The creamy, buttery finish is 
perfect. You know, I've heard so many people talk about their buttery Chardonnays, but this mm. one really hits it perfectly. Yes. And I really think this would go well with a white fish, like a halibut. Oop, time's up though. There's our wine shepherd ready to take us down the road to the next vineyard. Ready to go? Chug, <laughs> chug, chug. Just kidding. Don't ever chug your wine. Yeah. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. You might spill. <laughs> now, our first trip through the vineyard on the sidecar had sharp turds, right? No, this is nothing but speed and acceleration on this trip. Yeah, it turns out good old Shep is a professional motorcycle racer, and he's not messing around. We made it to Kinsey Winery, our next vineyard, pulling up in what looks like a World War II era bike, like so cool. Fresh, like fresh restored. Yeah. Fresh. It makes restored. you feel like such a badass. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we're dropped off right in front. Even though we're in the sidecar, we're not really the badasses in this equation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Still, you feel it, right? Right. <laughs> well, it was like riding the hump in the back, but no, it was even better. <laughs> it was an exalted sidecar. No, I loved it. So this vineyard is so cozy. They have a huge outdoor patio space that's all fenced in, but it's really beautifully set up. The tables are nice and comfortable. There's plants everywhere. And you still get a really nice view of the rolling vineyards beyond the fencing. Hey, I wonder what Shep does while we're in here tasting wine. You know, I had to ask him. He's actually trading stocks. That's so much fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> right. Now, if that was me, I'd be trading Bitcoin, but you know, different story. Oh my gosh. You know what? <laughs> everything comes back to Bitcoin with you. Literally everything. It's all on the blockchain. <laughs> it's all on the blockchain. <laughs> Pretty soon the wine will be on the blockchain too, right? Oh Lord. Is it? Yeah, they have some of that. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't drink it though. So what we're drinking here is a 2018 Syrah ZB Bien from Nacido Vineyard. Now this wine it has such an inky purple color, I can't even see the sunlight through the glass. The nose is a combination of floral and licorice scents. It's really, really interesting. What do you think? Yeah, this one actually coated the inside of my glass and it kind of coated my tongue. But with that coating, it like changed the wine with each sip. It made it deeper. I just wanted to keep drinking this one, but it's not my favorite. What? You don't like being punched in the mouth by your wine? That's what this one does for me. It's so spicy and peppery on my tongue. Wow. No, my winner from Kinsey Winery is the Edna Valley Syrah. Now, Syrahs do normally punch me in the face, but <laughs> this one was just perfect. Like I kept going back in for the smell, the nose. It was so awesome. And I just got lost in it. I actually got some dark fruit from it and floral tones. It was like high tannin, so I felt it on my in my mouth. And then pepper, yum. But it only wins barely. These are really close wines. Yeah, I really liked both of them. Oh, damn, there's our shepherd again. <laughs> I think he's coming quicker and quicker. Today went by way too fast. I wonder if he's going to drive us back through Tiffany Ranch on the way back. Oh, God. One thing about this yeah. guy, he is full of jokes. Yes. This one was pretty funny. Had While one. driving. While driving. <laughs> yes. So we turned on a road called Tiffany Ranch and he just calm. The delivery is so perfect. Oh, yeah. This is where they grow all the Tiffany's. And we're like, 
uh, are we taking him seriously right, right now? Right, it didn't make sense. And okay, so we lean in to like, learn something. And he says, you know, the Tiffany's that are at all the strip clubs, they had a really hard year during the pandemic. They were just all stacked up, waiting around with nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. Oh. Oh, what a fun way to spend a Saturday. I'm feeling like we're on vacation, but it's just a weekend splurge while we're living here in Pismo Beach. Yeah, normally the weekend wine tour would be like a big ordeal. We would have to drive like a day. But working here, where you go on vacation, totally flips the script. It's a workation. I love that word. Workation. <laughs> We're workationing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Every moment I'm not working is kind of like being on vacation. Yes. And you know what? I'm feeling this way more in Pismo Beach than I did in even in Imperial Beach when we were on the ocean or in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to wonder, like, I don't quite understand why this one feels more like a vacation than anything else we've done so far. Yeah, it was a big difference. Like, this is our normal vacation destination. And I've steered us to wine country many times. And without family, we can be free to do anything we want or nothing at all. So maybe we don't want to live near family. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we want to live in wine country and just live this life. Wine. The wine life. No family. (laughs) Just wine and beaches and hiking. I'm going to have to think on this one. (laughs) Could this be real life forever and ever? Could this be home? It's tempting. Shep, our wine shepherd, has made it happen for himself. Like he can drive tourists like us around, trade stocks while he waits, show us emus. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) he gets the coolest job to see the country while driving and working, right? Yep. We don't have kids to raise so we can enjoy it like tourists and not have to worry about moving near a school or other, you know parent stuff yep the sky's the limit and you know what shep came to pismo beach from san diego he wanted to have a little more fun in his life so you know when we're thinking about san diego or pismo beach Mm, (laughs) (laughs) i'm really liking this idea of living somewhere where we would normally only be able to go during our vacation like why not Mm -hmm. this is a place that you would need to bring your job Like this area thrives on tourism. For me, there's not many software companies around. So working remotely in the pandemic, it's really made this possible. Yeah, it's a really weird silver lining from the pandemic. I mean, you know, these kinds of places would have been really difficult to live in before because you had limited job options in this area. But now we could take our tech and marketing jobs here but somehow i don't know that makes it's a little bit disruptive to me when i think of that idea we were just even earlier today chatting with folks at the winery who said that people from the bay and la are moving to slow in droves and bringing their remote jobs and jacking up housing prices and kind of in their words wrecking the whole chill vibe of the area I have to say, I've heard the old people keep moving here argument since the early 2000s. And it's really the same story. Our cities change over time and each person has a part to play in that. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, I remember that. That's so true. When we lived in Colorado, it was the Californians. The Californians are coming Mm -hmm. to Colorado and they're wrecking the whole state. They're making it too crowded. And 
Okay. I think they might be right because there's now a Google campus in Boulder, which has completely changed that city. Yeah, pretty and epic. I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse. But you know, I, I think you're right too, because change is a constant. And if the pandemic has allowed us the opportunity to do our digital work in beautiful places, then so be it. I agree with you. Many changes have come from the pandemic. Not all of them great, but I'm happy to enjoy the good ones like vacationing. Yeah, we're really fortunate to be in our situation. I can't help but feel so lucky that we're getting this experience. Well, thank you for the professional motorcycle chauffeur. I love being able to workation on my birthday. Happy 47 to me. Yay. Happy birthday, love, for sure. And the day isn't even over because we have the hot springs up next. Five weeks flew by. It's time to say goodbye. No, I don't want to go. Didn't I say that last time too in San Diego? Well, Pismo Beach is a special hop for me too. In our next episode, we break it down for everyone. City review time. Pismo Beach has been a wonderful surprise full of good friends, beautiful scenery, and delicious wine. I don't know how it can lose on our rating system. Stay tuned. That's next time. If you like us and want to hear more, please rate and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Bonus points if you tell two friends. You know how these things start. One friend tells another friend about us. And, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends. friends and, and they, they tell, tell their friends. And, and so on and, and so on. Hippity hop, they play. And now for a campfire story. Sometime in my mid-twenties, I decided to learn about wine. What did that mean? Do you go to college for wine, or do you just drink a lot of it? Well, I'm an experiential learner. That means I decided to learn by drinking the wine. The more wine I drink, the more I wonder how they get those grapes into the bottle. That led me to plan trips into wine country. I didn't live in California at the time, so I started in Colorado. If you don't know, Colorado wine country is located in Palisade, on the Western Slope, near Grand Junction, I discovered there is an art to drinking wine and touring wine country. Let me share a few tips with you. First tip, all wine countries are in a quote unquote beautiful spot. Wine grows in the pretty hills of Italy on the Rhone River in France or along the California coast. Wine country is beautiful by definition. These beautiful places can be pricey to visit. So second tip, is a visit during the off season. If you'd like to save money, I suggest visiting during the season of Yule or any time during winter. The lines are shorter or non-existent and you get more time with the wine stewards. Now be prepared because the vineyards are completely barren. All you can see for acres around are brown gray vines tied to posts, forming lines up and down the hills. Now I love wine country. I can see life in a bottle of wine each bottle holds the seasons of the year, the earth beneath the vine, and the weather that went into crafting it. The bottle is more than varietal grape juice. It's a living vessel of memories and microbes. The yeast blooms and rests as the bottle sits, changing the taste, aromas, and color with temperature and time. The bottle remembers when its buds began to burst, yearning for the sun and warmth of spring. During the springtime of year, the vineyards are full of green grape leaves and yellow flowers. 
The vines grow large leaves to shade the grapes from the summer sun. I love seeing the sun as the grapes grow and mature beneath the canopy of vines and leaves. When the autumn arrives, though, the grapes have a bit more sugar. They're more plump. And as the weather turns cooler and the days become shorter, that's when they pick those grapes for the sweeter wines, the dessert wines. Now, autumn is when you should take advantage of my third tip. Visit wine country during harvest season. If you only have one chance of visiting an area, I suggest you make plans to go during the peak tourist time. It will be busy, but harvest is a time of activity and celebration. Everyone comes out to wine country to see the bounty of the varietal grapes that are picked, plucked, and juiced for their day in the wine bottle. After harvest, the fruitless vines have bold leaves that turn colors of the rainbow, green, yellow, purple, and golden brown. Grape leaves litter the vineyard as they fall off in preparation for the dormancy of winter. I love wine country during this season of color. After all the excitement has died down and I can appreciate the colorful beauty with some peace and quiet. Now I'm a pagan shaman and I love when something as simple as wine can remind me about the wheel of the year and the cycle of the seasons. Each year the cycle renews itself and continues on as above, so below, as within, so without. Each year there is a new vintage of vino, a new set of challenges for the grapes. Each time I taste wine, I try to imagine the vine, the struggles, and the life of that grape. Next time you think of wine country, remember my tips and enjoy each sip of vino.